Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Tired of the rut you're stuck in but don't know what to do? Change it up! Life Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw, will be leading the charge each week, exploring topics that inspire men and women to welcome change and create a new kind of conversation. Join a movement that encourages truth, respect, innovation, and cooperation at home, in the workplace, and around the world. Ready to change it up? Here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome to Change It Up with Paula Shaw. I am so delighted to have you here with me today, and we are going to have an amazing show. We're being brought to you by Sherry Blair, who you're going to get to meet in just seconds. (laughs) And today we're talking about empowering females at every stage of life. Change It Up Radio is a show for ordinary, everyday people like you and me who don't want to get stuck in a rut who know that change is inevitable, whether we like it or not. So we might as well hold hands and face it together and try and help each other do the best we can with change because it's coming and we need it. Otherwise, life would be so boring and we wouldn't grow. But we hate the discomfort of it. We hate feeling new and awkward and not being familiar with something. So change is a challenge, and that's what we want to help people with here at Change It Up. Let's just get used to changing it up easily. There you go. <laughs> so uh, also on my show today, we're, because we're talking about empowering females at every stage of life, Sherry Blair works with people, women, to help them create beautiful financial futures. And also with us in just a little while will be Vivian Glick, who is the founder of Just Like My Child Foundation. And her foundation is doing amazing work in Uganda to make significant, amazing change in the lives of young girls there. But for right now, I want to tell you about this lady right here. Sherry Blair has been serving and empowering women, pre-retirees, business owners, and their families with financial services for over 23 years. In 1994, she began presenting powerful informational seminars and workshops to inform, support, and inspire women financially. As Sherry has taught me, women are living longer, and we need to be able to have the financial resources to live the way we want to live for all the years of our life. And Sherry, in fact, will be doing another event soon that in future shows we'll be talking about. Her events are amazing. The last one was at the Botanic Gardens. And in addition to learning about financial stuff that she taught us, we got to all create beautiful bouquets. And it was a really wonderful afternoon. Oh, and her husband's a chef, and he created amazing food. And it had all the perfect components. Sherry understands women. So I'm so delighted to have her here in studio with me today. Because some of you may remember a few shows back, I admitted that I failed the 2017 Retirement Income Literacy Quiz. And that quiz has 38 questions on it, all about finances after retirement. And I was so disheartened by how little I knew and how badly I failed. I think I only got like a 38% or something that Sherry and I vowed that on each show when she came on, we would have her answer one of the questions from that quiz so we can all learn together. Right. So Sherry, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here because I want to increase my financial literacy. (laughs) Thank you, Paula. I'm so glad to be here. And yes, um, that's something for all of us to aspire to do, right? Especially after that, the outcome of that quiz, particularly yes. with women, right? Oh, absolutely. 80%, oh, yes. 80% of the women Good point. Did not, that took the quiz mm-hmm. did not pass the quiz. Yeah. Did not pass the quiz. 80%. Yeah, that's you know, huge. One of those. That is huge. Mm-hmm. So without any further ado... Here's a question I'd like to ask you, 
and it happens to be question 24 on the quiz. We're not necessarily going in order. Um, nationally, who pays for the majority of long-term care expenses provided in nursing homes? Here's the, the choices for our audience. A, Medicaid. B, private payments by individuals. C, Medicare. D, insurance purchased by individuals. And E, don't know. I think that's what I answered. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so who does pay for it, Sherry? How does that work? Actually, the correct answer for this question is question, I mean, is answer A, which is, oh. it says Medicaid, uh-huh. which in California is actually Medicare. Okay. Oh. So we're not talking, to, or we're, not talk, well, we're not talking about Medicare. It's Medic, Medi-Cal, I'm sorry, Medi-Cal. So it's Medicaid or Medi-Cal in California. And Medicare is something different. Right. Medicare okay. is after you're 65, right? Right, right, right. Okay. Right. So, um, wow. And Medicare. you know, what's interesting, Paula, about this question, I think, is that a lot of people um, don't realize, you know, who really pays for the long-term care expenses, um, whether you're in a nursing home or assisted living or um, a skilled nursing or what, whatever mm-hmm. it is you, you might need. Um, and only 33% of the people who took the quiz answered this question correctly. That's 33% of the people, which is wow. <laughs> not many, right? So don't, you're not- Was that men and women? Only 33% that was actually, knew that. That was, yeah, that was men and you know and what, I have to say I'm surprised because I would have I opted for private payment. I would have thought long-term care, either the family jumps in and takes care of whoever's sick, right. or, or you, know, you pay for it privately. But actually, you can get help from the state. Is that correct? Well, that you know, yes, you can mm-hmm. if if you if it becomes or gets to that point, and you have no other alternative. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what it's all about. So many people don't realize that the majority of institutional care is paid for by Medicaid or Medi-Cal. Okay. Uh-huh which we were just talking about. Now, can I ask just a, a little aside question? If Medicaid is paying or Medi-Cal is paying, mm-hmm. do you get to choose the facility? No, or? no, no. And that's part of, that's part of what I want to share here is okay. that, um, the, okay, so they only pay for care once an individual, once a person has essentially run out of their assets. Oh, so they make sure you use your own money first. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, I mean, this isn't a good thing. It's not a good thing to have to spend down all of your assets. Exactly. And then what happens is the care is then limited to those inst- only to those institutions that will take Medicaid oh. or Medi-Cal. And, they, and, and if they have a bed available. Oh wow, that's a lot. So of you ifs, could isn't absolutely. It? So mm-hmm. you could be, you could be, uh, let's say, in North County, uh, San Diego, mm-hmm. and live there all your all your life. And you get to a place where you might need some assisted living, uh-huh. and you look around, and uh, you go into a facility, and then of all things, uh, you spent, you know, you don't have enough. It only takes you for a year or whatever, maybe two, and you, you know, you're living longer. So you spend it. You spend all your assets down. And then um, they give you get a nominal amount, and, and you're able to keep it in a bank. Mm-hmm. But that's very, very nominal. And then um, at, at at that point, if you you know you're still needing care, and if that facility can't house you, right? And with what Medi-Cal is would pay, right? right what they're right. willing to pay for you, right? Um, then you're just out of luck. Meaning, I say you're out of luck. They might send you. Instead of living somewhere in North County, you might end up somewhere in East County, mm-hmm. way East County. You might end up somewhere in San Bernardino oh. or whatever else. And let's say all your family's around here. Oh, of course. They're so, not going to be able to just run over and visit you. Right, right. So they're gonna, you're going to go mm-hmm. wherever there's, firstly, first a bed available. Mm-hmm. And that institution or that facility has to be, you know, has to take Medi-Cal. So in a way, that this was a trick question because private payment by individuals would have to happen first. Is that right? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when you say we have no more money left, we can't afford it, then the state jumps in. Yeah. Yes. Basically, you have to become what they consider poverty. 
Wow. Level. So you've spent down. That's why you have no, I mean, you, that's why you don't have any assets. You've spent them down. Right. And you're considered poverty level. That's why Medi-Cal mm. jumps in. I see. And, and, and I, I would imagine the places that take the Medi-Cal are maybe not of the highest level. No. Mm. No. And that's, that's part of, I mean, that's one of the big issues. And, you know, this is actually a huge public policy concern. Think about mm-hmm. health care, okay? It's, I mean, if that's not a loaded, um, you know, word these days, right. and has been for the last several years. Right. But think about how limiting or, you know, even with the changes that they've, they've done and they, you know, and they talk about doing, there will be less funds available in that system to pay. Oh, that's right. And the problem is, it really, it's, it's, the, the system is really taxed and, you're likely, and it's likely to get to grow because baby boomers are aging. I know. Because of baby boomers. And when I say grow, so there's going to be more people that are needing. Needing, exactly, the help. The help. So and, that's draining yeah. the funds even more. Right, 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 oh right. Oh, my. Right, that's right. a serious concern. It's a very, very serious so is uh, situation. In, in one minute, can you tell us, is there any way out of that? Is there, what would be the most sensible thing you can do? Long-term care insurance or what? Well, there's several things you can do. Um, and, and long-term care insurance is one of them. Mm-hmm. But I would say the first thing to do is to do some a long-term care or not long-term planning okay. for your health, uh, for your care in the, in the event that something happens. And that's a real issue because... Um, for the most part, women are much more open and, and uh, willing and happy or want to take a look at these issues where yes. oftentimes men don't. Uh, and they can do that with you at what number? How can they reach you, Sherry? <laughs> 619-997-0416. That is 619-997-0416. Or you can... Uh, Go to my website, SherryBlairFinancialServices.com. And that's Sherry spelled C-H-E-R-I-B-L-A-I-R. And after this break, we'll be right back with Sherry Blair again to give us question number two on the literacy test. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number Z- For those looking to improve their lives, there's nobody better to turn to than Paula Shaw. Paula helps people regain successful lives by identifying and eliminating self-sabotaging behavior using a multitude of mind-body techniques to identify and resolve their core issues. Working with a wide variety of healing modalities, she provides her clients with the most effective process for their specific needs. To book a session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw, brought to you by Sherry Blair, Financial Services, and she is reachable at 619-997-0416 or at SherryBlairFinancialService.com. Services. Services. That's plural. SherryBlairFinancialServices.com. 
And this is the woman you want to know because she's all about, she's passionate about helping women to grow beautiful financial futures. And today she's joining me to help educate all of us on the questions that were on the 2017 financial literacy test about retirement income. And she is, we've got another question for her right now. She just answered one in the last segment. So if you missed it, you want to be sure and catch this show on podcast. This question is number 23 on the test. What is the proportion of the population that is going to need assistance with activities of daily living? Basically needing long-term care at some point. The, percent, the proportion of the population that's going to need assistance with activities of daily living. So the choices are A, 10%, B, 25%, C, 50%, D, 70%, and E, don't know. Sherry, what's the answer? <laughs> okay, this is very. This is a I'm great question. Great, great question. Okay, the answer to uh, the correct answer to this question is D, and that's seventy percent. So seventy percent of the population at some point is going to need some assistance with wow. activities of daily li- living, and that, like you said, that means long-term care. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, this is really huge <laughs> because Paula. Only 18% of the people surveyed in this quiz mm-hmm. got this right. I'm sure. And when you think 18% of the, the you know, that took the quiz, got it right, and there's 70% of the people living that are going to need some yes. seeing this. I was shocked to see 70%. It is. the right answer. It, 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 I mean, it is, it is shocking. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking for people that aren't aware mm-hmm. of that, and then they take a look at it because they think, well, 25, even 50 sounds like a lot. That's yes. 50%. No, no, 70%. Mm. So um, this fact points to the majority of Americans do need some kind or will need some kind of yes. long-term care in their life. And the odds are so high that I like to tell every, I like to tell people that everyone needs to consider this as an issue that is likely to, to affect them someday. Or, right. you know, or, or definitely people in their family. No matter how healthy you are, how well you eat or that you exercise and all that, it still at some point could be possible. And, and isn't, <clears throat> excuse me, part of the reason because we're living longer? Right, right, right. We, we live longer, right? We are healthier. Um, and this speaks particularly to women, as you know, I, because I'm so passionate about helping women, educating, informing, and empowering them. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes we end up alone, even if we, if we have a, if we're married, sure. if we have a mate or partner, we end up alone. So uh, per the American College, which this quiz came from, they're mm-hmm. the one that designed this quiz, um, say that women as a group have much higher long-term care expenses. Ooh. And that is very significant, as well as they also live longer than men, which we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And we are also the primary caretaker. Oh, yeah. So what does that mean? What does that really mean and what does that look like, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if we're living longer, you know, if, if we're in a marriage, a spouse, a relationship or something, and we're in our spouse, you know, something happens, they get hurt um, or they're, they need care, we're there to assist them, right? Right. And then if they, pa- you know, if they pass before we do and then we need care, who's there to take care of mm-hmm. us? Who's there? Who's going to do a it? Really good point. So that's a very, very you know, because women outlive men three to five by three to five years. We talk about that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that two thirds of all Americans over the age of eighty five in our country are women? Whoa, that's big. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. Wow, that's really big. So, so, so we're saying that most men don't live beyond 85. Is that correct? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority know, of those that live the beyond The actuarials that look at are, those, yeah, numbers, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, what's so important, I think, is that, um, you know, we as, because we live longer uh, and we are the caregivers, um, then we're two to five, two and a half times more likely to end up in poverty. 
because of that. Yeah, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. and and depend on Social Security because we've taken time out of our life, and we're not, let's say, in a position in a job in a in a career or something that's getting that we're paying into the Social Security system. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we don't have the Social Security that so many men have. Right. 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 That's right. Not that, as big. You mean not as big a check? That's right. Right. Come every exactly. Month. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, and so, consequently, we depend on Social Security mm-hmm. as women more so. And if we live, you know, if we're living longer, it just there's like I said, it's two and a half times more likely to end up in poverty. Women are mm. and bad news. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, what if a woman's never worked, Sherry? What if she was married to a man who had wealth? And she didn't work. Does she get any social security? If she's married to yes, if she yes, yes, yes. So she, she still does. Oh, she yeah. would get his if yes. he died. She would get. She would get. Well, while he's living, and after she after she reaches at least sixty two, uh-huh. um, as long as he's at his full retirement age and taking social security, she's able to take half of what he takes. And then oh, I see. as as she gets you know gets older and if he passes before her, then it will bump up to what his was. I see. Yeah. I see. So mm-hmm. she does have something. But what's the high do you know offhand what is the highest level of social security a person can get if they or does that depend on how much they earn during their lifetime? It does depend on how much they earn during their lifetime. I see. It does. But you know what people don't understand is that um, social social security is it was designed and it still is to only help in the retirement years. right not be the whole nut. It's, you know no mm-hmm. no and many people think well uh you know when i retire i'll get social security um well it depends on on what's important to you mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know in terms of how you're living right. because social security by all means is not going to take care of mm-hmm. um all of your all your financial needs, particularly um, if you get into a long term care situation. Exactly. And if you need long term care, um, it's just I like to tell the ladies that if you're living alone, whether you're single, divorced, separ- separated, or widowed, it's important that you do some long term care planning. You know, look into it with a financial advisor, or a professional of some sorts, and um, consider what you can do, whether it's long-term care insurance or planning for how you can protect yourself uh, in the future. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's ways to, uh, depending on, you know, what kind of assets you have and how they're, you know, how they're set up and so on and so forth, there are ways that you can use um, your your own assets and self-insure, like you were talking about, and then you said something about private insurance, you know, the question mm-hmm. about private insurance earlier. So, you know, some people... If they're fortunate enough that they can self-insure, they don't have to worry about right. uh, purchasing long-term care. And some people say, that, well, long-term care is too expensive. And so they'll probably be the people that if they need long-term care at some point, will end up using Medi-Cal or mm-hmm. Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but you can, you know, it doesn't have to be a long-term care insurance, but it can be planning your, your uh, assets and your investments in a way that can pay for you uh, if you do need to go to a facility sometime. I mean, I I can speak to this. I'm going through it with my mother right now, who is 85. Uh And, um, you know, her Social Security, by all means, would not take care of, of, you know, 100% of her Mm long-term care needs at all, at all. Mm. So then, you know, we looked at what what her assets, because she didn't ever have any long-term care. Now, of course, I tried to get her to get it. <laughs> and I, you know, she, the she, shoemaker's children never want right, shoes, right? Right. <laughs> right. Well, she, she did want it, but my father was adamant about not getting it. Uh, you know, remember my father, I mean, I've talked about my father a little bit on the show and mm-hmm. he was adamant about not spending the money on the premiums. And right now she's uh, in a facility and she's going to be there for the rest in some kind of a, fashion and form for the rest of her life. Wow. Whoa. And, that, and, and the and pre- what's I mean, the average expense that a place like that costs? Good question. Good question. It's going to be different across the country. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in California, you're, probably, you're going to pay higher. Sure. 
sure. uh, in, in certain areas, like obviously California, New York, you know, certain parts mm-hmm. of the country you're pay more. Um, but for her and her care, it's an easy $6,000 a month. A month, $6,000 a month. Yeah. Wow. So you say that times 12. <laughs> That's so like, seventy-two thousand, right? Whoa, a year. Seventy-two thousand. And so, year. if you don't have, you know, you could use, you know, somebody could use the Social Security that they had coming in mm-hmm. to to bring that down. Mm-hmm. If they have other assets, you know, you could, you know, use that to bring that down. Uh-huh. So um, there are ways to do it, but you know, uh, it's the most important thing is to take a look at it because what I always like to say is value your future comfort as much as you value your comfort today. Oh, I love that. And so, Sherry, if someone wants to reach out to you to get help with all of this, how did they find you? Well, they can call me um, at 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. (laughs) Or they can go to the uh, website, sherryblairfinancialservices.com. And if you go there, uh, I am giving away a... Uh, Empowering Today's Woman, which is a booklet that will help with uh, these kind of decisions about Social Security and long-term care planning and so on and so forth. So Perfect. come come check us out. Yes. All right. Thank yes. you. And thank you so much for being with us again today and for educating us once again about financial literacy. Sherry Blair, my appreciation and gratitude. Oh, thank you, Paula. Just love it. Love it. Love doing it. Coming up in our next segment will be Vivian Glick, founder of Just Like My Child Foundation. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Well, hon, I'm going in. Going in? Uh, Upstairs to the office to figure out our insurance. No need. Uh, Can't put it off. I'll see you in about six hours. Bill, there's no need. Huh? Well, I took care of it in about ten minutes. Whoa, hon, this is complicated stuff. Yep, so yesterday I called Clune. Clune? Clune Insurance. They're brokers who handle all types of insurance for a bunch of companies. I told them our needs, they're working up a plan, and they'll be dropping by to explain everything. Yeah, but, you know, the extra cost of using a broker? No extra cost, and we get personal service. Not some out-of-the-country call center when we have a question or claim. They handle all insurance? Look, here's the info. Health, Medicare, dental and vision, disability, accident, critical illness, cancer insurance, and long-term care. They handle it all. No extra charges. Clune. Clune Insurance. (laughs) The guys are right. I'm married up. Clune Insurance. 760-805-0646. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number 0B42369. Welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. In studio with me now is Vivian Glick. She is the founder of Just Like My Child Foundation. And let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a recognized thought leader in global issues facing the health, education, and economic leadership of vulnerable adolescent girls and women in East Africa. She's the founder of Just Like My Child Foundation, which has documented success in increasing acceptance of human rights in developing communities and shifting harmful cultural practices that impede girls from continuing their education. 
She founded this organization in 2006, and it has dramatically impacted the lives of thousands of women and children in Uganda and Senegal through initiatives in healthcare, education, microenterprise, social justice, and girls' empowerment. She's also an author and successful marketing director for Deepak Chopra and others. She's a native New Yorker, but she had the good sense to move to San Diego, and that's where she lives right now with her husband and son. Welcome, Vivian. Yeah, so thank delighted you. to have you here. Thank you so much, Paula. This is awesome. Mm, good. So I know everybody wants to know what inspires a woman who is perfectly happy in San Diego and seems to have meaningful work to suddenly want to form an organization to help children in Uganda. Yeah, so the, like we like to say, just like my child foundation is really a love story. It was uh, birthed out of the birth of my own son and having that incredible privilege to be able to care for one human being. And subsequent to my son's birth, I had several back-to-back -back miscarriages. And it was at that time that I really was wondering about where am I supposed to where am I supposed to put all of this extra love and care that I had in my heart and one thing led to another and I really started to find out about the issues that were happening in Africa and I was really moved and uh, somewhat horrified by the statistics where every 30 seconds a child was dying of uh, a mosquito bite, basically, oh from malaria, where nearly 12 million children had been orphaned by HIV, by the AIDS virus, and oh. nearly 20 million people had died of AIDS. And I thought to myself, and this was in 2006, and I thought, oh my gosh, why isn't this on the nightly news? Mm -hmm. And how can it be that these precious lives of children who have so much potential are being snuffed out mm -hmm. and how can it be that these children are just like my child mm -hmm. and what can I do in order to make a difference and so I started to just start talking to anybody who would listen to me and mm -hmm. just be like these children are just like my child and one thing really led to another mm -hmm. and thank you <laughs> uh, one thing really led to another and I had the opportunity to go and visit. I started making inquiries, and I really put the intention out there that I wanted to go to Africa, which was so bizarre because <laughs> my <laughs> I'm sure my family thought I was nuts, but it was really part of my following my bliss. And I ended up making a connection with a Catholic nun in Uganda, uh -huh. and she had started, a, she's Ugandan, and she had started a small clinic, and I was finding out about what some of the needs were there, and she invited me to come and visit. And the very first night that I was at the hospital, I now imagine I flew from San Diego to Uganda, um, we heard the cries of this woman throughout the night. And in the morning, the sisters brought us a little tiny baby. And it turned out that the screams that we had heard throughout the night were of the baby's grandmother screaming as she watched her daughter die in childbirth. Oh, no. So right there, we had a new orphan. Mm. And what I didn't realize at the time because right away as as a mom or a caretaker you're like okay how are we going to take care of this baby right. but looking back on how our work has gradually evolved i realize now that that situation of that baby her name was christina was that microcosm in the macrocosm of mm -hmm. what happens when in poverty when a poor girl becomes impregnated mm -hmm. and she doesn't receive adequate care mm -hmm. or attention or education. And the grandmother who really hasn't had that education or access herself isn't able to really take care of her daughter. And then that third generation is the next girl mm -hmm. who enters into the cycle of poverty. And this incredible potential that a girl can be 
really ends up becoming the fuel for poverty Mm -hmm. because she will grow up and have babies young and die in childbirth and perpetuate that cycle. Mm. I was pretty astonished when I was reading on your website how young these girls get married off, if they're married off. Many of them get raped when they're really young. So how are you all helping to prevent that and to give them a greater start. Yeah. So the way that we started out with Just Like My Child was really we were focused on maternal health because that was the first thing that I saw. Mm -hmm. And um, then we started to realize that so many of the issues that were coming into this little clinic, which is now we've been able to build it up into a big hospital, were really around social. Yeah, it's been an amazing journey. And we started to focus on education and on just like primary school education and building schools. And we built 27 school structures. And But then we saw these issues continue and continue where we went to one of our schools that were petitioning us to help them build a new structure. Mm -hmm. And what we found out was that very many of the girls at the school were actually being raped by their nursery school teacher. Oh, so yeah. And, and so one thing led to the other. And when you have an organization called just like my child and you're finding out about these things, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely enraging. And we realized that nothing was going to change unless we change the way that girls are perceived in the community Mm -hmm. and also are able to fend for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so we started experimenting with this program we call the Girl Power Project. And that is really where we're focusing on now. And that is a replicable curriculum, which can go from school to school. We don't build schools anymore. We don't invest in infrastructures anymore. We don't give a handout, we give a hand up. And that is really by putting the power into the girl Mm -hmm. through her voice and into the community by educating community members about human rights, the importance of girls, the value of girls, and how they can be so financially successful and viable for the community, and why it's important for them to stay in school. So as you saw on on our website, we were asked to join Michelle Obama's Let Girls Learn initiative and her whole that whole initiative was about removing the obstacles that keep girls in school. And that's really what the Girl Power Project is about. Wow, that sounds like an amazing program. <laughs> <laughs> it's been amazing. <laughs> so in the beginning, were you actually building schools and building the clinics and that sort yes. of thing? Yeah. But now you're focusing more on presenting programs to the people in the communities. Exactly. So exactly. and and what are you seeing? What what kind of results are showing up in these girls? Are they staying in school and doing all these things? Yeah, so we are really fortunate because we've been able to have um, implement a monitoring and evaluation program that measures where the girls are in terms of their attitudes and beliefs mm-hmm. um, with their own value and their knowledge about how you become pregnant, how you contract HIV, Mm. the power of their own voice, about understanding what their human rights are. And so we've been able to measure from the beginning, we work with 12 to 15 year old girls, Mm -hmm. how much their attitudes have shifted and their ability and belief that they have power over what happens to their own bodies. And there's a dramatic shift from the beginning of the program, which really takes place over a two-year period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you really think about it with, with our own kids, I mean, you can't just come in and drop a, drop an idea and expect a kid to get it. Right. Now, you take mm-hmm. a kid who's got so many other issues mm-hmm. facing them, including mm-hmm. vulnerability, poverty, hunger, chores, um, really feeling... Uh, physically at peril, just even walking to school. So you really have to have focused time with them. Yes. And that's been, it's been a tremendous, uh, tremendous data that we've been able to collect. 
And now we are actually going back. I'm traveling on Friday back to Uganda with um, Texas A&M University, a group of students, graduate students who are going to come in and help us measure the shift in the attitudes of the parents, the teachers, the lawmakers, the oh, community leaders, goodness. because as a result of the Girl Power Project. So we're super excited about that. And how long has the Girl Power Project been going on? Um, we started it in 2009. Um, we started implementing this program in the schools that we had already built. We built um, seven schools. But then since then, we've branched out to dozens and dozens of schools that mm. um, we've been able to take the program to. So, and, and we've gotten more and more calibrated about how we deliver it so we are delivering the exact same program oh that's great just like mm -hmm. the mcdonald's of girls empowerment <laughs> so we know exactly the product that oh, children are perfect. receiving mm -hmm. and how it's measured how it's implemented so nothing's haphazard that's so great and we'll talk more about that when we come back after this break we'll be right back with more change it up with paula shaw on am 1170 the answer when you're the victim of an accident or someone's negligence, insurance companies are not going to give you fair compensation for your injuries, damage to your property, and lost income. They actually try to minimize your claim. Don't sign anything until you talk with John Sahar and the Sahar Law Firm in Carlsbad. For over 29 years, John has done battle and has won millions of dollars in damages, medical bills, loss of earnings, and pain and suffering for his clients. John Sahar will stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the big insurance companies to make sure you get every dime the law demands. And you don't pay until John collects money on your behalf. From San Diego to L.A., Santa Barbara to San Bernardino, for auto accidents, product liability, dog bites, any injury caused by another, if it brings pain and suffering, bring Sahar to the case. For a free case evaluation, call 760-683-2048. 760-683-2048. The Sahar Law Firm, fighting for you. 760-683-2048. Welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. In studio with me today is Vivian Glick, the founder of the Just Like My Child Foundation, which is doing amazing work in Uganda. She's been telling us about the Girl Power Project, which is a great project they've been doing for several years now. And they're leaving on Friday to go with a group from A&M University in Texas, Texas A&M, yeah. to measure the results of this project, which is really all about educating these young girls in Uganda, teaching them more about themselves, their bodies, the potential that they could actually have in life with education and that sort of thing, correct? Yes, and the power of their voice. You know, I want to ask you a question before we get back into that, Vivian, because, and I mean this, I mean no disrespect, but I've heard people say this kind of thing over and over again. Why help people in Africa when we have poor and hurting people here? Yeah. So there are so many answers to that question. First of all, it is very inexpensive to make profound progress in oh. Africa. Um, and the receptiveness is very, very broad. Um, it costs us $100 to spend two years with a girl. Get out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so for oh. us to have a profound impact is, mm. is much more affordable. Plus, on the whole, the, the vulnerability of the children, they're a their vulnerability to falling through the cracks is very, very high mm. there. So as you'll see on my site, I, I was in a situation, in a vulnerable situation, just growing up in New York mm. with my family and at the hands of my own parents. And what I was able to do ultimately was to receive social justice because there was a legal system in place. There was yes. child protection in place. Yes. I was able, once I found my voice to speak up, I could get protection. Mm -hmm. The big difference is, is children, is girls in Uganda don't have that. So just right. like my child and the Girl Power Project really fill in that gap. And I also firmly believe we're so concerned about 
instability around the planet, around fundamentalism. You know, the future is female. And once we start seeing that it doesn't matter where we are, and listen, we face a lot of these issues in the U.S. as well, and Mm -hmm. that's part of the work that we're doing is to bridge this gap. Mm -hmm. There's no difference. We all face the same issues about our self-esteem, our voice, et cetera. And so part of our work, just like my child and with the Girl Power Project, is to is to bring all of our voices together, mm-hmm. that women should feel empowered just by investing in girls all over the world. And we know how important it is so we can help the girls next door to us just by being present mm-hmm. or the girls in our own home. And we can help the girls on the other side of the world because we have got to come together and really raise up feminine power on the planet to match the the masculine power so that we can heal some of the issues that are going on and that Mm -hmm. we're all so frightened about and sort of disoriented about yeah oh i love that that's beautiful (laughs) and i i think we're we're so much more at a time now where we get it that we're all one yes and that what we do anywhere changes the energy on the whole planet that's right and that is a huge thing so you have found your spot in uganda and by the way if people want to help with this work how do they learn more how do they donate if they'd like to donate sure so we have our website just like you can find out more information about our work you can see where our funding goes you can see our financial transparency and and go on there and be able to make a donation just by clicking the donate link you can also set up a campaign on Facebook. You can learn more about us at Just Like My Child Foundation on Facebook and Just Like My Child on Instagram and Twitter. We're getting really good at that now. Oh, good. I know. It's a necessary evil, isn't it? For sure. (laughs) So should someone donate, you were mentioning to me at the break that there's kind of this wonderful thing that happens to donors. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, we are setting up a program where... Once you make a donation on our site, you can learn more directly about the girls that you are helping. You'll be uh, automatically enrolled in our newsletter. And we're also creating a program where you can actually have a letter exchange with a girl so that one of the girls that you are benefiting will receive a letter from you. We've actually, Mm -hmm. once you make a donation, you'll receive some information about how to just go online and do that yourself. So that one of the things I find is that we can talk about the thousands of girls that we're helping and it's just sort of a blur. Mm -hmm. But when you have that opportunity to Mm -hmm. really understand this is one life, just like your child, just like my child, that you'll stop at nothing to help her. And so once you become connected with us, you'll have the opportunity to upload a letter. You'll be able to receive a letter back from a girl Mm -hmm. and to really see the impact of your of your donation. And everything that we do is really about sort of erasing that, um, that, that sort of invisible barrier between us and them. And we're also creating a program where we're going to be able to bring women here in San Diego oh. together in order to, we're calling them gatherings, in order to just connect and understand and meet other women who are profoundly committed <laughs> to the health and well being of their family and to the planet. Mm-hmm. So just by becoming involved with Just Like My Child, you're going to be able to fill yourself up more as well. Oh, that's beautiful. So there'll be different meetings all over the county? Yes. And they'll be called Just Like My Child? Gatherings, uh, gatherings? yes. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So you're working on many, many levels. And and before you started, just like my child, what was the educational picture for girls in Uganda? Well, it still is there because our um, our footprint is growing. But in the communities where we're working, 50% of girls are drop out of school before they get into secondary school, which is sort of our junior high school. Mm -hmm. So they may get through what is called primary five or primary six, which you could equate to maybe fifth or sixth grade Mm. here. And that's it. Wow. Yeah. But uh, but are they going 
longer? Is there more? Within the, ag- within the groups of girls that we are that working, working with, with uh-huh. yes, they oh, are okay. having more success and continuing on to Fabulous. secondary school. And we know that, of course, education is the key to giving a woman her full opportunity exactly. to be all she can be Exactly, yeah. So you're changing the mentality is what I hear you saying. They're thinking differently now because they've been given this opportunity. It's extraordinary. To see the value. Yeah. yeah, and if a girl, for every year that a girl stays in school, she has fewer children, her financial mm-hmm. uh, empowerment and potential increases significantly. The health of her children increases significantly as well as her own. The documentation is out there. Oh, it's so it's, clear across the world it works yeah (laughs) yay (laughs) and thank goodness for organizations like just like my child and thank you to your son what is your son's name his name is zach zach thank you to zach for sharing you with thousands of sisters that he now has in in uganda (laughs) and your husband mike because i'm sure you spend a lot of time doing all these amazing things yes, you do. Yes, yes. It's a work that takes up a big chunk of life. But when it's fulfilling and it's your passion, then it really doesn't seem like as much work, does yeah, it? Yeah, and i just like to quickly add that we reach as many boys as we do girls. Oh. Yes, but because boys traditionally in every sector have had more investment than girls, we empower girls and we en- enable boys to be empowering for girls. So mm-hmm. we've got a boy power project as well, Fabulous. but our main focus is is uplifting the girls. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's kind of what we always say here to a tra- uh, Change It Up Radio that we're about, you know, empowering women, but we love men that help to empower exactly. Women That's what it and takes. support them. Yeah. It does take that. So I love hearing that you're doing it on. The a little younger level there, but it's happening on oh, the other so side important. of the world as well. Yeah. And good luck on this trip that you have. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for making the time to be with us today. My pleasure. This is lovely. Oh, it was just so wonderful learning about this beautiful work and, and getting really clear that it doesn't matter where we're doing what we're doing, right? Yes. If we're working to educate and support and take women to another level, we're on the right track. Exactly. So thank you for helping us to learn more about that today, Vivian. Thank you so much, Paula. And I want to thank our listeners. Thank you for being here. And remember that Change It Up Radio is on KCBQ Saturday and Sunday evenings at 7 o'clock. And we also are on all the major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Libsyn, SoundCloud, Um, We're on 15 terrestrial radio stations across the country, including iHeartRadio, Blog Talk. And if you can't remember all those places, just ask Alexa. Also, please check us out on changeitupradio.com and like our Change It Up Radio Facebook page and Instagram page. We want to hear from you. We want to know what other things you want to hear about and learn about so that you can find it easier to embrace change. Because changing it up is the way we're going to make life a whole lot better on this planet. (laughs) Look what Vivian did. (laughs) She changed it up big time in a whole country in Africa. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Change It Up with Live Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw. Join the Change It Up movement with Paula Shaw every Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m. as we explore topics that inspire, welcome change, and create a new kind of conversation. To learn more about Paula, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities, visit changeitupradio.com. Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Change it up.